so it's official I purchased a Linux phone that uh, it's on its way and I'm very very excited so this is the minimalist tech podcast um, one of the, the things that I've been looking for and searching for for a very long time as a minimalist phone a phone that uh, is more uh, in in balance with uh, with human needs and not built for distraction and consumption and uh, the closest thing to that in the current day is an iPhone with uh, leveraging uh, a feature called screen time so which is why I use iOS that's why I have an iPad that's why I have an iPhone and uh, what it allows you to do is to turn off the App Store turn off the web browser um, so the way that uh, you know the best way to really have a minimalist phone at this point in my opinion is uh, get an iPhone download all the apps that you need and then uh, go ahead and, and set up screen time you could even have someone uh, well really I mean I recommend having someone else set up a, a passcode for you and um, basically what you do is you turn off the App Store and or you turn off the ability to install apps but you leave the ability to delete apps so you could start with more apps than you need and then just delete the ones that are distracting and uh, eventually you'll find your balance um, the only downside to it is that the apps that you have on your phone don't automatically update so you have to uh, you know, so if you have that scenario where you had somebody else create a password code for you, you'd have to go back to that person and um, you know have them put it in every time you wanted to download the updates for your apps. Uh, you can still download um, updates to the operating system without doing that, but you can't download uh, apps themselves. Now, there's, there constantly is improvements to iOS, but at this point, it, that's that's the the current case. So. With that, I mean, I'm pretty happy with my current iPhone. I mean, that you know, to have a phone that uh, that has no app store. So if I'm, you know, if I'm looking to distract myself, I would want to go and download games and download social media apps and um, and all of that, and just browse the web and browse internet content. And uh, with my phone the way it's set up now, I can't do that. You know, I can't. Um, I can't. So. Some of the apps that I have on my phone that I find useful are, um, I have Udemy, uh, it's an education program, it's kind of like lynda.com sort of thing, uh, so that if I'm, I'm bored I can watch a video and learn something. Uh, obviously the calendar, phone, messaging, um, uh, there's you know smart lights application, and uh, Let's see, I do have the Minimalist app. If you haven't uh, tried that out yet, I recommend it. I think it's fantastic. It's a great community there. Um, I have a books app so I can listen to audiobooks. And basically besides that, it's mostly work-related apps. I have some banking apps as well. And uh, I would say the most sort of distracting app that I would have at this point, I would consider to be distracting, is the Spotify app. So... You know, because there's what I really wish 
Spotify had was an app just for music, but it's it has music and podcasts, and so um, you know, it's enjoyable enough. It's enough of a it's enough of a I guess benefit to me at this point where I keep it around. But that's the only sort of questionable app at this point that I have on my phone. Um, so that being said, I've obviously been doing a lot of research on older devices, uh, Palm PDAs. I really have a big affinity for. I really, I really appreciate those devices, even in modern day, even in, in 2020. And um, you know, I think that one option would be for me is is to go uh, um, to go phoneless and to you know to have a Palm instead. Um, obviously, if you're dealing with technology for work and that sort of thing it's it is difficult the uh my iphone you know houses some of my phone applications so the for business so so right now it it is it is the best option but like i mentioned at the beginning um linux phones are a thing they are something that uh has been sort of talked about for a long time and now they're they're being shipped and um, shipped out to basically like early adopters and developers and that sort of thing and it's a really exciting time uh, gives a big it's basically a blank slate uh, to work with my understanding is is it's sort of um, you choose your Linux operating system of choice uh, of which there are a few I expect most of them if not all of them to be somewhat buggy um, my hope with it is, you know, I'm just looking for the basics. You know, I want a, I want a good calendar app. I want a, a messaging app, a phone app, that sort of thing. I'm not concerned with like a ton of other things, right? Calculator and that sort of thing. And um, I don't, I'm not interested in having Google apps. I'm not interested in having an app store, period. So... I'm going to play around with it and kind of see what the possibilities are with, with these new Linux devices and um, and I'll, I'll report back on it basically and, um, and we'll see how it goes. It's really interesting. I mean one of the operating systems that is the most interesting to me that uh, is in my opinion the best mobile operating system ever created is, uh, is basically WebOS. It's what happened. Um, Palm, you know, like we talked about Palm, the old Palm devices a lot, but after the iPhone came out, there was a time where one of the executives from Apple, or one of the main engineers, I'm not sure exactly what his title was, uh, actually left Apple. Uh, this guy was, he dealt with the, um, the iPod and the iPhone, so he was a pretty important person at Apple. He left and went to Palm. And Palm at that time, their stock price was plummeting. It was uh, virtually nothing. I mean, they were they were going under, and they um, they they had an investment company come in. I believe their name was Elevation Partners, and they infused a lot of money into to Palm, and they um, they brought this Apple engineer, and uh, who I believe now is at the on the board of Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but they brought him over and they basically completely revamped Palm's operating system. It was really just like kind of a fairy tale turnaround story where 
everybody thought Palm was just done for, completely done for. And they came out with this operating system called WebOS, and it was slick, and it was beautiful. And what's really exciting about it is it was really built for touch-based gestures. In other words, um, on a lot of modern phones, even now, uh, like the new iPhones and and uh, some of the Android phones, from my understanding, like have, have pulled a lot of these gesture-based UI features from WebOS, uh, just to be able to swipe up from the bottom of the screen and then your your apps are in this little card view. That's WebOS. Uh, and then if you, you can scroll through them and click on one to open it up, um, that's WebOS. If you swipe up, you see all the cards, you want to close an app, and you swipe up to the top of the screen and it sort of slides the app closed, that's WebOS. I mean, there's a lot of really great WebOS features. Um, years ago, the first WebOS phone was the Palm Pre, and it had all that gesture-based controls in it, and it had wireless charging in it, um, it had so many features that were really kind of ahead of its time and uh, a lot of people really loved the devices. Uh, they came out with the Palm Pre and then they came out with the Palm Pre 2, well, Palm Pre Plus. And then there was another one called the Palm Pixie and um, they came out with the, basically the last of it. Well, there was the, the eight, there's the Palm Pre 3, which was... No, I might be getting this slightly wrong. So, the after the first few WebOS devices with Palm, basically Palm sold to HP. HP bought Palm, they bought the name, they bought a bunch of patents that Palm had. This is my understanding of it. And um, they bought it for a very large sum of money. I mean, we're talking, um, I believe it was like four plus billion dollars that they bought uh, Palm for. From, uh, for. And it seemed like everything was really, really, really looking up for Palm. You know, they created this like fairy tale turnaround. They had a great hardware. They were coming out with these great mobile devices, and um, and HP started to continue that. They they I believe they're the ones who released the. It was then called the HP Pre Three. <laughs> so it was the instead of the Palm Pre, it was the HP. And they had the HP Veer, which is this like tiny device, um, it's probably one of the smallest uh, smartphones that's ever existed. And uh, they had a little slide-up keyboard, so they had a, a full-screen keyboard and a uh, full uh, tactile keyboard. And um, they actually had a a sort of an iPad-style device as well. And. Yeah, things were just really exciting. Things were going really well, and um, HP had a CEO at the time. There was like a new CEO that they just brought on who f wanted to take HP in a, in a completely different direction. I believe he was more focused on, I don't know, business software or something, and he basically shut down the Palm HP pre-brand, this whole WebOS brand. He just shut it down. He just destroyed it. And it was the saddest thing ever, and because it was uh, most people that used it loved it, and uh, to this to this day, people really revere that operating system uh, very fondly. So, what happened after that is 
it was crazy at the time and there was like fire sales basically like any of the palm or hp products uh for you know these these palm products went on fire sale so like their tablets which cost hundreds of dollars were all of a sudden like on sale for 99 dollars. they just like literally just sold through all their inventory and that was it um and people were pretty upset about it uh what hp did is they open sourced webos so they basically allowed other companies to use this mobile operating system which was just so fantastic and it's just lived on it's just one of those things that's it's been so great that it just never quite went away it would always be in there um, there's always people working on it and tinkering with it and actually several years ago uh, LG I believe um, is started leveraging webOS and their TVs they have some smartwatches um, they have a bunch of devices that leverage that uh, that operating system and in, from what I understand there's still open source versions of it and uh, it's uh, turned into uh, Loon OS L-U-N-E-O-S and uh, yeah so I think there's I can't remember the, the current sort of iteration I think it may still be under this Loon OS brand um, but it's something that I've followed over the years because it's just it's just such a great operating system so I one of the reasons I'm excited about this this uh, this idea of this Linux phone is uh, to try to port um, one of these open source operating systems, and I believe that one of them that's available is still this uh, basically uh, remnants of, of WebOS. So so we'll see how that goes. We'll see. I you know I I do know it's still actively being worked on, and um, we'll see if it's functional. I think my big question about this whole Linux phone is. You know, will it make phone calls? Will it uh, will it receive and send text messages? Uh, if that functionality is there, then uh, I'm going to be pretty pretty excited to see uh, you know what what we could do with it. So yeah, so this this um, it's a little bit of history on, on sort of webOS and, and everything. Um, I. Um, I'm excited to see what happens, and that's just one of the options in terms of uh, Linux-based. Uh, we'll just say it's Linux-based. I'm not technically sure if LunaOS is Linux-based, but one of the operating systems that can run on these Linux phones, and there, there apparently is several. So, we'll kind of be looking through those and evaluating them and seeing what's good. And um, it's just a really interesting time. I think phones used to be so exciting they used to have such variation and not so many options that you could choose from and it's really become like either you get an iphone or you get an android phone that's really where we're at these days and it's uh, it's boring i think we you know the lack of competition is um can can really sort of stagger growth um, in the industry and so we'll see i mean you know there's never really been a, a true breakthrough phone. I don't expect that uh, this Linux phone thing will be any different. Um, just because, uh, I don't know, it, it, there's been attempts before, uh, I believe that Firefox, um, I think, and I believe that the same, I want to say the same executive that worked on creating WebOS was a, a 
involved in the web and then sorry the Firefox phone which was a thing and um, I believe it was like this phone that had like four cameras on it it was a little weird and when I say four cameras I mean like a camera on each corner of the front of the phone it was it wasn't like modern-day phones where they have a group of cameras in the back it was really just um, I, I don't know what that was all about but um, yeah and there's been there's been an attempt at a, an Ubuntu phone uh, Ubuntu is a, a really popular Linux based operating system so if you didn't want Windows or if you didn't want Mac OS uh, you can use Ubuntu. I mean, that's like sort of the, the standard, I guess, for Linux-based operating systems. And then, you know, there's a bunch of other ones that you could put on a desktop computer or a laptop. Um, you know, Mint. Uh, Mint is a is a pretty popular Linux-based uh, operating system for computers. Um, there's a variation of Ubuntu called Pop OS, which is pretty interesting to me. It's um, it's probably the most consumer-friendly version of Linux that I've seen for a laptop or a desktop computer. And uh, it's at the point where uh, I would recommend it for just, you know, someone who's just interested in having a computer. And um, whereas before Linux operating systems were extremely complicated, uh, they're getting to the point where they're actually pretty consumer-friendly, pretty, pretty nice. Uh, pretty easy to use, pretty friendly, and part of that is because they do have uh, these sort of like app stores on uh, these Linux-based computers, where you, um, as soon as you boot up the computer, you just go to like uh, the Pop OS store, for example. Pop OS is, is uh, released from a company called System76. So um, if you just put that, uh, basically, if you went to System76.com, I believe is their website, something like that, or Google at first. Uh, they have an operating system called Pop OS. So if you have an older computer that's, um, it's because it runs well on even older operating systems, I would say, but also runs obviously really well on modern operating systems. So you could um, you could use it as an alternative to, to Windows or, or Mac, basically. But as soon as you turn it on, uh, there's it's a really easy to use app store. So you could go there and you can download applications which. Um, for Linux on laptop and desktop, that's a big thing. Because otherwise, it used to be like you have to go into the command line and type in certain codes, and it was just like if you didn't, if you weren't really like super nerdy and super into it, it just it would be frustrating. You just you just would like quit basically. Um, and uh, so, anyways, they're making it really easy now to to use Linux as an alternative on, on desktop. I mean, even large companies like Dell Computers sells uh, computers that are shipped with Ubuntu. Um, there are options of just, even from more mainstream manufacturers, to, to purchase computers with Linux. So, but on the phone side, it's uh, it just hasn't happened yet. So, it really is going to be interesting. I, you know, I, I don't know how this is going to work exactly for the Linux phones. It's a big, there's a lot of question marks, which is why I'm just really excited about sort of testing this out and seeing how it goes. Um, I'm not as concerned about an app store, obviously, from a minimalist perspective, um, but I really am excited to see where where things are, if it's possible to even just use the phone. So we'll see how it goes. 
wanted to let you know what's happening on on that front um, I'm moving forward trying to see if I could create a minimalist phone and um, you know something with a nice touch-based gesture based UI and uh, but but simple it doesn't have a whole lot of apps on it so so the faint the phone can kind of fade into the background you know it can be useful for the things you need it for and then just uh, it can just be a phone you know so that's it for today. I, uh, I'm thinking about uh, putting a little, uh, I don't want to call it an ad, but um, I, I have built an application and I've been thinking about possibly uh, you know, creating a little uh, ad for it to run at the end of these podcasts and people, in case people are interested in, in trying it out and, um, and using it for their businesses. It's, a, it's really a business tool. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll play around with that as well. Uh, one of the things that's interesting about these podcasting is, uh, you know, feedback is a thing that um, is can can get a little bit lost. So I've also thought about potentially uh, creating a Discord uh, channel for this uh, podcast to, to go along with this, just to get some feedback and um, thoughts. And if you know people are out there that are sort of interested in working on some of these these uh, projects like this phone project um, I think collaboration is, is good and can be a lot of fun so um, so we'll think about that too and keep moving forward so anyways thanks for listening I do appreciate it I uh, hope you have a great week <laughs>